0: This is Keep It Simple, a weekly discussion of significant issues regarding the Word of God and His people. Our host is Pastor Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel, Pasadena and the Simple Truths Radio Ministries.
1: Good day. Welcome to Keep It Simple. We're grateful to have you with us here today, with us in the studio. Pastor Xavier, how are you doing today? Good, Tony. Thank you. How are you doing? Wonderful. Wonderful. Our production engineer, John Duran. Good day. Welcome to episode number 69. 69 today. All right. Wow. And we have some special guests with us today. Our sisters, Roberta Moore. Good morning. And her friend, Donna Moore.
2: Good morning.
1: Amen. Pastor Xavier, a day does not go by when we don't, for some reason or another, are confronted with the reality that our world is changing in an unprecedented way. And unfortunately, these changes are not always for the good, are they? No, not always. We are seeing a lot of things change, our culture, our society, both here in the West and in other places. Our special guests today, uh, Roberta and Donna Moore, are friends from the ministry here at Calvary Chapel in Pasadena. And one of the issues we really want to focus on in this discussion is the woman's place in the modern world. And we find that really conflicted in so many ways. Um, contrary to our ideas, because the way that the world is operating, women are so essential to their families and the, the moral perspective the world has. We, For many years, we've talked about the fact that women are really the moral custodians of the world that we live in.
3: Absolutely. You know? Absolutely.
1: Now, as we talked about this issue, Pastor Xavier, over the past few months there have been some huge changes. Uh, There's a huge outcry of sexual harassment allegations against people being put up by women here in the Western world. And the fact that the reality is that women have been treated really terribly in many situations. And we see that as a part of the moral breakdown of our culture.
3: Yeah, well, you know, um, as we look at the Bible, we have to begin with the true perspective and the right foundation the Bible uh, gives to us God has an order for the home the woman he created Adam first from the uh, side of Adam he took flesh, bone and blood and made the woman more refined to have her origins from the man Uh, that seems to rub women in the modern world offensively and yet the purpose of God creating the woman was for the man and Paul makes this very very clear to the Corinthians now it doesn't mean that that woman is a slave, she is a maid, or she is a sex object alone. She was created for the man to complete the man because God made them male and female. And it's just basic. You cannot have little males, little females without two adults male and female. Okay? Yeah. yeah. Okay? It comes by reproduction. And so God's understanding this. gave this plan from the beginning and the role is for the woman to be protected by the man, not to be ruled over. Now, when God created Adam and Eve prior to the fall, it was an ideal place. There was no sin, no corruption, no sin nature in man. But after the fall, God says there in Genesis to the woman, your desire will be to rule over him now. Okay? Right. And then his desire is to control her. Mm -hmm. So after the fall, things got twisted. Prior to um, um, the fall, the woman's desire for the man, and many people try to make the commentary, that desire means sexually. No, it doesn't. Because prior to the fall, that was ideal. In every direction, it wasn't focused simply on sexually. Plus also the man in his fallen state He's the one that has a stronger sexual desire than the woman. Though there are exceptions, but for the rule. So, after the fall, now the woman woman says, I want to control you. I want to rule over your authority. I want to challenge your authority. And the man says, really? And he's going to try to put her down. Mm -hmm. So, there you have the battle of the sexes. It's not in the roaring 20s. Is back in Genesis mm-hmm. the result of the fall is that God's intended design which was beautifully and masterfully made for the flowing for the health for the benefit of a marriage and children's society was ruined now we still are creating the image and likeness of God we have been marred by it it hasn't been destroyed completely but the sin nature plus Satan's activities and the world that is against God is contrary to what God has in store. And so you have a society and a world that men attempt to control women and women try to undermine or to usurp the authority of man. That's the battle of the sexes. So when women are born again, they understand their role now. They get right side up.
1: They they can understand it. They have opportunity.
3: But now, not everybody does. Right, right. If you're born again, you realize what the order is, and so you honor your husband, you love your husband, you love your children, and you submit yourself to God's word as the godly order declares that the woman, uh, the head, the man is the head of of the woman. The head of Christ is God. Mm-hmm. There's no inferiority there at all. No, we really
1: consider the position right. of the women to be dramatically right. exalted. They right. have an amazing... But the world looks at the word
3: inferior or submission mm-hmm. and equates it inferior. Exactly. The word submission is hupotasso in the New Testament, the Greek, and it means to submit oneself under a superior. It's used for a military, for anything else. Now, there's two pillars that need to happen essentially for anything to get effective. One is the pillar of authority, and the other one is submission, the one who carries those orders out. It it must be present in military, it must be present in a company, Mm -hmm. it must be present in in a home, anything. Mm -hmm. But those are not inferior. The, the, if I work for a company and I have a boss over me he has authority over me not because he is smarter than me but he has a position he has proven himself he has earned that position and I am subject to him under that job only
1: mm-hmm. and this is really necessary for right. the orderly conduct of any and situation for
3: effectiveness and productivity mm-hmm. you remove that you have what now we see in the job market everybody is has a right for everything mm-hmm. nobody can be forced to do anything everybody's afraid to fire anyone so listen carefully around the world nothing gets accomplished Amen. nothing the society will implode
1: it will implode yeah and that is actually and what you've described here We're suffering the consequences of this battle, you know, unfortunately played out between men and women. And uh, it's not even only between men and women anymore. The moral fabric of our culture is denigrated to the point that it's deteriorated. It's just coming apart. Now, Roberta and Donna, we have asked you to be here today because you have, both of you, been involved in the business world during a really crucial period in Western history from the 1970s through the 21st century, is that correct?
2: That's correct,
4: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: And
1: so, in fact, we were talking before the broadcast today, you started working, actually, professionally in 1970.
4: Yes, almost 50 years ago, 1970, February 1970, actually, I started my career. And, and this
1: was with a large corporate large entity. Corporate. And, and, uh, and things
4: were very, very different. Yeah. You had to dress code, so. you had to... You know, be on time at work, which should take place today, but we're not sure that happens every day now. But, you know, very strict dress code. And I was in. Uh, behind the scenes were serving customers but they never saw me. But I was mm-hmm. told, you know, you had to have on the hose, you had to have on the Yeah, nobody side. sees you. No, nobody saw you. Yeah. But it yeah. was a code.
1: Interesting. And people realized in that day that there was you're setting a precedent. Yes. There's a mindset involved when you control yeah. the way people dress. There was a respecti- a, a
3: respectability about yes. it. Yes. And 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 that position was um, was longed for by the society. And was demanded by the society, but that 1970 was a, 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 a kind of the DMZ mm-hmm. from the 60s mm-hmm. that just broke out, yeah. and it wasn't too long before everything started sliding. Yeah. So we see the order of the job market. We see the demands of of um, uniformitarian. Um, uh, code in that whether it be in dress and conduct mm-hmm. uh, the way you conduct yourself morally, whatever it may be, ethics that was still there, mm-hmm. but they were already undermined by the uh, universities and the liberalism that was coming along and it exploded in the 70s.
2: And I think what we also saw in the 70s, Pastor Xavier, was a maturation of that whole you know, free love movement that came mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. of the 60s. Yes. So once we started moving into the 70s, you saw that that was starting to be hard-coded, hard-wired into societal mm-hmm. thinking. Yes.
1: Because the the oversight, the people who were overseeing, for instance, your positions... Mm-hmm back in the 70s. these were people who were trained in the nineteen forties oh, yeah. and nineteen fifties. Yeah. Right. And so you have that the old guard yes. you know maintaining that people in universities at that time saw, well this is evil, it's backwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Victorian apron strings mm-hmm. yeah. and everything. They're
3: gonna camp. be gone in five, ten years, ready yeah. to retire the replacement, the changing mm-hmm. of the guard. Well
2: remember there was the the, the stigma of being part of the establishment right. and that's what those yes. old guards were considering. Exactly. Right, mm-hmm. right, right,
3: right. Coming back from the uh, the men coming back from uh Vietnam. Right. Again, there was an anti establishment because mm-hmm. of Watergate, all of that mm-hmm. that went on. Uh the sayings, different strokes for different folks. Mm-hmm. Try it, you're like it. Do your own thing. Mm-hmm. We all grew up with that. How do you remember guy, all man? those? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, all yeah. that stuff. You
1: know what I mean? Yeah. Amen. The slogans
4: were very clear. No you things. know, it's and interesting, Pastor
1: clear. Xavier, because at the end of World War II, kind of the opposite happened. Because as all the soldiers came back and there was a huge unemployment problem in nineteen forty six and nineteen forty seven, but everybody got married at the end of mm-hmm. World War Two. Everybody got everybody had children. Yes. Right. The baby boom, the boom you know. Yeah, from yeah, right? from forty five <laughs> to, to nineteen fifty five or fifty seven. Right, right, right. You know? And
3: many of the women went to work during World War Two by necessity. Yes. So that was I mean there was women's suffrage way before that, in the twenties right. and all that. Sure, but right, it was like right. Like playing football without a helmet. It was just hard. But it kept pushing. But but because of the, the need of the war, mm-hmm. uh, women served their country that way. Mm-hmm. Now, the majority of them went back to the home, but not all of them. That was the first big segment that remained in the workforce. That was the catalyst... Set a precedent. ...to what was going to be coming mm-hmm. um, into the, the 70s. Um, I remember... Um, um, I got married in 73 and um, my house I bought was $22,500, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: 1,200
3: square foot house. Right. Now, in 77… Your car costs more than that. Yes. Yeah. That is a car. In, in 1977, when I sold that house, that house sold for $40,000 only in three years that's now, crazy that same house my parents bought in 1962 mm-hmm. for $14,999 <laughs> 15000 same square foot house same floor plan little different but city but nevertheless from 62 to 73 when I left my father's home that my parents home only appraised $7,000 right. in 7 yeah. years in 3 years my home appraised almost double, 22500 yeah. five to 40000 Because what was happening was the woman had entered the job market. In 1977, it hit America, the double income. income, double income. The businesses and the economy was not going to let the woman go back home. Now you're going to pay through the nose. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: So inflation increased, wages didn't keep up, and people needed that income in order to live at a standard that they Mm -hmm. wanted to. Now, ladies, when you were children, were your mothers engaged in the workplace outside the home?
2: Uh, No, I was raised by my grandmother. My mother passed away when I was six years old. So my grandmother was the the caregiver at home for me and my older brother, while my aunt, who we came to live with in Northern California, went to work. Okay. So um, every day... My grandmother stayed home when I got home from school. Dern was on the table.
1: But your aunt was the breadwinner for yes. the
0: family. Yes, she was. Okay. What and, about you, and my
2: And my mom
4: actually stayed home until I was 10 years old. Okay. And then she, but she was very active in the PTA and she was in the board and the school board. And so she was at home, but working around the school and in the school. And then when I was 10, she went to work. And she stayed at work the rest of yeah. you know, my a, life. But
1: both of you ladies became involved in the workplace in the early 70s. This is just yeah. out of high school for you. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was 17. And,
1: so, <laughs> and then you cont- continued to work. There really wasn't. You got caught up in what Pastor sure. Xavier is describing. Yes. The whole Absolutely.
4: Asia Aquarius.
3: Oh, yes. Yeah. But even as we're talking, notice the progression that from prior to World War II right before it was so conservative and that the women were kind of uh, at the need of the nation um, mm-hmm. a very benevolent thing to do, a heroic thing mm-hmm. to do mm-hmm. and what, what, what is, was intended for good against sin nature and the enemy use it for evil mm-hmm. and it just became more progressive, okay? Uh, progressivism is always forward but it's always downward Mm-hmm. When it comes to ethics and morals, right. so everything gets torn down. It's very subtle, like that frog in the kettle. You know, you mm-hmm. put him in the water. You just turn up that water, mm-hmm. just very slow heat. You know, he he thinks dinner's being served, but he doesn't know it's himself. <laughs> it's um, and, and and that's what's happened to our nation and the world.
1: Amen. You know, it seems that um, prior. To this period of time women worked uh, out of high school and had jobs mm-hmm. but it, the, the, the watershed really is at the point where they're going to have a child
3: yeah. when you're going to be
1: a mother they were looking forward to
3: marriage right okay mm-hmm. that is not the viewpoint today of young women not today no okay absolutely yeah. the young the viewpoint of young women is, i don't need a man
2: mm-hmm.
3: I, well I, and that, that gets and
2: reinforced when, and, and
3: when they say i don't need a man they're talking about a husband to take care of me right and being caretakers for themselves they feel more empowered they even use these words more confident that they don't need anybody else and they will not be limited to one man now women are like men they just carry on relationships with anybody, just like men did. But
2: don't you think that's kind of an amplification of what started back in post-World War II? Because yes. Because even though women may have gone home after working in the factories and building the planes and all the things that they needed to support the military effort, they now knew they could do more right. than just, mm-hmm. you that's know, right. wear pearls and pumps right. and, and, yeah. and, and, you know, greet their husband there you you know, go. at the end of the day. So I think the mindset started to change mm-hmm. then right. in terms of What women felt they were capable of doing, Mm -hmm. and I think men understanding too that you know, hey, she carried carried the water while I was gone, and so there was probably also a loosening up of that mindset. Yes,
3: and and in that point, you see that women are the ones who hold society together, the moral and the ethical
1: Mm -hmm. moms, moms, and wives. That's it. Exactly. Men have always been dogs. (laughs) We're unfortunate to say that, but it's the truth.
3: But but, it's the women who hold that home ethically and morally, the city, that state, that nation, or the world. And when the woman was progressively thrust out, She released that ethic, that moral, and as she did that, it allowed, not allowed, it forced the children to now become independent from the mother, less supervision, less concern. You become callous to it. You get re-indoctrinated.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, remember the the whole thing about latchkey kids? Yes. Oh, yeah. From yes. You know, all those years, Absolutely. that was a catchphrase. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Because kids were basically on autopilot. pilot. Mm-hmm. Even, you, know,
3: you know, when I grew up in the 60s, um, my mom worked. Well, my dad where They both worked. So my mom was... A little sure. early progressive. Okay? Yeah. Okay. Kind of an exception. Mm-hmm. So I mean, she worked for Union Bank and my mm-hmm. dad worked for Bank of America, you know what I mean? And they drove to LA together on every day and everything else. But going through the sixties, when you have um when you have a, a, a an adult present at home, a mother, the father is understood to go or deal with me. You have a mother at home and a young girl has a boyfriend and he comes over she's there and all that when I take that mom out Mm -hmm. and that girlfriend gets home that daughter gets home by herself and that boyfriend comes okay
1: you got a problem
3: promiscuity (laughs) there's gonna be everything the breakdown begins. so when 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 the two adults male and female do not understand the importance Mm -hmm. of being one one who earns the stuff one who keeps the stuff comparison between psychologists and uh, voodoo shaman doctors and um, they had a better success rate than the shrinks here <laughs> in America. So, um, Keep going. Um, sorry for that interruption. Uh, some kind of an old tape got in there. But um, as I was sharing about the home, when, the, when there's no supervision, then the breakdown begins earlier mm-hmm. in the children. Yes. yes. Okay. So once that innocence is lost then the floodgates are open and that's mm-hmm. where the enemy came in. Sin nature comes in and it destroyed America. Now, that promiscuity promiscuity was going on way before the 60s. Mm-hmm. Though, though there was a conservative sort of perspective in America, there were many women who got married who were not pure, much more than is considered because it was hush-hush.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: But... The morality, the ethic of the society was maintained. That deteriorated more in number and in conscience. What they used to hide and be embarrassed and felt guilty about now is celebrated. Celebrated. (laughs) It's boasted about because everything keeps going down. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Because it was it was so strong back in the I would say in the 70s that if something happened to you and and you became pregnant you were sent away right you know, you that was were the usual whisked case. away to Absolutely. another city you know whatever. oh another school another. Another. they had continuation oh, yeah. school Continuous. for the yes. pregnant girls yes. yes. yeah yes. you weren't mixing yes. with the other girls exactly. because you right. would contaminate right. them right. and there, there were a lot
1: of li- different forces that were involved in the moral degradation. Of the culture and they came from a lot of different places and it had to do with uh, the way that children are affected by information mm-hmm. the movement of you know the youth the pop culture that mm-hmm. took place and and which slowly but surely had an effect upon the older people in a culture being more accepting you know uh, it's interesting if you look like, at statistics in our culture from let's say 1980 from the perspective of retired people towards homosexuality in 1980, and then you move that to 2010, Mm. and you find that... Night and day. Night and day, exactly. Night and day, yeah. Yeah. And
3: the 70s is when, again, Planned Parenthood was really becoming big. Input, okay? So the rights of the children were moved away from the parents to the educators. Mm -hmm. They became the caretakers. Mm -hmm. They became the... Uh, the ones who were the intercessor for the children mm-hmm. yeah. and so they started uh, um, back in the early 70s if a girl needed her ears pierced and she was under 18 she needed a mother's consent yet if that girl was in a high school campus and she was under 18 the school and Planned Parenthood could take her and have give her an abortion without the consent of the parent.
1: This is probably further along in the in the late late 80s and 90s, Incredibly. but they couldn't give her an aspirin.
3: Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the progressivism of it it began innocent like you know, but from the school, the, the 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 different the no morals at all, and that went from being promiscuous to now embracing homosexuality and mm-hmm. the transgenderism all, transgenderism yeah. we're up to i believe 26 different categories in the university gender yeah and so you see that it becomes more confusing more polluting more corrupting and it becomes to the point of people's hopelessness and that's why suicide Amen. rates Amen. have gone up, mm. off the charts
1: so now question this moral decline that's t- dramatically taken place in the last 30, 40 years here in the U.S. It started slowly and then snowballed into the in- fascinating mess that we have before us today. has impacted the workplace dramatically as well. Mm-hmm. And in a, in a powerful way. So that, you know, the idea of having a workplace dominated by breadwinning husbands that provide for the it's like, it's an alien thought. It's archaic. And- they,
3: they even think did it ever exist?
1: Right,
2: exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And 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 if it did, it was a
1: problem. Right, right. And the
2: fact that it's also become much more acceptable for a husband to stay at home and the wife to work. I mean, I've seen more of those families Mm -hmm. in recent years.
3: Hollywood uh, pushed the agenda. Mr. Mom. Mr. Mom.
2: Yeah, exactly. Okay? Reverse
4: the roles.
3: So, yes, and Hollywood played a big role in the type of movies through the 70s through the 80s because it reinforced and it pushed this liberal agenda of no morals
1: mm-hmm. Pastor X one of the, one of the thing one of the changes that um, we've seen in our culture regarding women, women and gender roles is that in the final analysis contrary to the scripture right contrary to the Bible and it brings great consequences yes and we're seeing those. they
3: cannot be undone
1: what would you say to a Christian that claimed that the changes in our culture are fine with Scripture. You know, it's just people's expectations. That's the problem.
3: Well, tell them they're off the wall, they're wrong. You have to go back to the Scriptures. Uh, When Paul is writing to Timothy, uh, he says, I wish that young women are married, love their husbands, take care of their home and their children. Now, he's talking to a culture of Rome. Mm
0: -hmm. Yes.
3: Okay? You've got the Greeks in there, you've got the Jews, you've got the Romans, you've got an eclectic society that has very loose morals. Very promiscuous. Very promiscuous stuff like that. And yet Paul is, and many of them were like that, and he's bringing them back to the biblical base. So that's always, it's always a budding of heads but we have to go back to what is God's design and why is it designed like that mm-hmm. yeah
1: mm-hmm. and when you when you look at people in the culture commonly and you say well you know the best place for you to be is in the professional world what does that say about people's perspective of children
2: they're asking you to subordinate the care right. and training yeah. and yeah. love of your children yeah. right. to economics that's not a priority no, no right? it's not a priority it's not
1: an important thing to raise human right. beings
2: yeah, yeah. And the
3: advancement of not only the corruption of the culture, but the technological advancements Mm -hmm. have changed the mind of people. When we were an agrarian society in the world, and then ourselves even industrial, the children, many children meant it was valuable. You had more children working the farm, the grounds, this and that, supportive, this and that. You needed it, okay? But once we moved away from all of that, Now it costs too much money to raise a child.
2: I I, I so resist that argument. My my daughter has 11 children. And honestly, probably since the first, maybe first and a half... Child. She has not worked outside of the right. home, and my grandchildren have not suffered the lack of Absolutely. any of the essentials. But the,
3: but the women are indoctrinated. See, don't confuse the yeah. issue with facts.
2: <laughs> well, that just <laughs> But, she, but, but me. the world,
3: what I'm saying is the world gets taught just the opposite. Yes. Because the home before, they realized they were mom and dad, and their responsibility was the children. So they weren't saying, I've got to have the new home. I've got to have the new car. I've got to have my vacation. I've got to go to the gym. I've got to have these $200, $300 shoes. I've got to do this and that. No, they just got by and worked and loved their children. Today, the mother and father are modern day and they don't want to give themselves. They don't want to give up all the goodies. And so therefore... You can have less children because they take away from you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's selfishness. It is selfish. But
2: it's also uh, an inability for a lot of parents to say no to their kids. Yeah. That they don't need every latest, greatest right. thing in fashion that's going mm-hmm. because on. Because the
3: authority there. has changed. Mm-hmm. The authority has gone from the parents to the children. Mm-hmm. The children are the parents. If you look at commercials, anything else, it's all oh, the kids are the smartest one It's mm-hmm. the adults that are stupid. Yeah.
4: And the commercials. Yes, everything gets turned around completely. And every child does not need a cell phone. Absolutely. That is one I stand on.
1: If you've just turned in, you're listening to Keep It Simple with Pastor Xavier Reese. And we'll be right back with you after these messages.
3: ...character studies of different individuals of the Bible, and what better place than Adam? There are many women in the Scriptures who are models of virtue and the grace of God, and certainly Abigail is one of
0: them high on the list. Pastor Xavier Reese presents the significant people of Scripture with his Character Studies of the Bible series, now available in MP3 audio format on a USB flash drive. This PC or Mac-compatible flash drive contains 169 messages in all, highlighting various figures throughout the Old and New Testaments.
3: We want to begin our study of Mary by looking at the Annunciation. Our character study is Pontius Pilate.
0: Tonight we'll be looking at Paul. From Adam and Eve to the Twelve Apostles and many, many more, Pastor Xavier Reese's character studies of the Bible USB flash drive makes a great study tool for the new believer and a perfect reference guide for the whole church. Get yours at the online store at CalvaryChapelPasadena.com. That's the Character Studies of the Bible USB flash drive at CalvaryChapelPasadena.com.
5: The mission of Calvary Chapel Pasadena Women's Ministry is to encourage and strengthen the women of the body in the word of the Lord so that they might endure life's trials in His power and strength. And the instruction of God's Word to women by women plays such an important role in the church body. That's why we're blessed to make available the Women's Bible Studies Flash Drive. It's an audio compilation featuring past Bible studies from the Calvary Chapel Pasadena Women's Ministry loaded onto a reusable USB flash drive, you're able to hear the teachings from your home computer or take them with you on your mobile device. Included are women's Bible study teaching series such as Characteristics of a Godly Woman and Lessons Learned from Women of the Old and New Testament book studies from the Psalms, the Gospels, and many, many more enclosed together on the Women's Bible Studies flash drive. Look for it in the audio messages section of our online store at CalvaryChapelPasadena.com.
0: We return now to Keep It Simple and this week's discussion, addressing issues of consequence for the church, hosted by Pastor Xavier Reese of Calvary Chapel Pasadena.
1: And you're back with us here at Keep It Simple. We're glad to have you with us. Today we're uh, having a discussion with Pastor Xavier and our two guests, Roberta Moore and her friend Donna Moore, about important issues going on in the, uh, the women's world, the women in the workplace, and other important issues that concerning those details. Ladies, during your careers, did you see policies professionally with the, uh, the institutions that you were engaged with, that really supported and accommodated and helped women in the workplace that were really beneficial. Did you see that at
4: all? I did. I I think I saw many times in in my company, which is a major utility, where they promoted women to get into fields uh, that men were in. You know, and and in some cases it was really good because women are more detailed around engineering things and, and engineering details, so it was a good thing that that happened. Um, like Exa said many times you know something that's done for good and in the Bible it turned for bad so you know it expanded and things didn't go as well as they should have in the workplace like with women becoming I think firemen and and most recently I think last week a woman who became the first woman engineer in a submarine now I wouldn't want to be confined in a submarine as a man or a woman Mm -hmm. but she's (laughs) a woman now commanding a submarine you know underwater with A lot of people forever doesn't sound good to me, but, you know, that's a new thing, I guess.
2: Well, we also saw women breaking a lot of ground in non-traditional roles in the utility that I worked for at the time, uh, pulling women that traditionally were like call center operators into field operations, customer service field jobs. Mm -hmm. Uh, Those were typically the exclusive domain, you know, of men because men have natural or if not learned mechanical abilities and you know have those skills that they were bringing in, but then they started bringing women into those non-traditional fields, and you're the only woman sitting in a room full of 40 men at you know 6:30 in the morning before you get deployed out to the field. That probably was beneficial in that it helped, you know elevate the salary levels of some women, I don't know, from a position of protection, Right, that was the best place for them to And that's, them. that's a real problem. Yeah. You know,
1: Pastor X is... Uh, Roberta made reference <clears throat> to the fact that women have uh, different abilities. They're, they're more detailed in certain things. I don't know that we can even say that anymore professionally in the world. Well, well, and be, hey, somebody's yeah. going to sue you, probably.
3: Yeah. Everybody <laughs> puts a muzzle in your mouth because yes. everybody's... Um, yeah. The whole world... The whole thing is that the whole world has become like little girls and, and ethically and morally like a bunch of grammar school children. That's a bad combination. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's terrible. Because there should be dialogue that you can go back and forth. You should be able to express your belief and defend your beliefs. Mm-hmm. You should be able to communicate that clearly and debate anybody without any animosity, without without any fear. That has never happened in the United States until now. And this happened with the last administration completely, where the American public was muzzled and was forced to accept things that were just so contrary to the benefit of the home, the benefit of the nation, the benefit of our Constitution, everything else. And for the first time, we saw almost a, um, a, a, a control that was very fearful to the American public. Yeah. And I think they responded and reacted to it very vocally at the last election. Yeah. Yeah. America was fearful. Now, the progressives are very happy about it.
1: Right.
3: But not middle America. Yeah.
1: And that whole movement's called political correctness, basically, right, yes. that we're forced. And there there are dramatic differences between men and women. Absolutely. And it's if you don't understand that, if you don't have a handle on that, it, it has a, a terrible effect upon the way that you deal with people. Sure. And unfortunately, a lot of the victimization that we have seen of women in the public sector is a result of people... Either not understanding or taking advantage, women not understanding their vulnerability. Well, I think Mm -hmm.
2: what we've seen a shift from you know. Gender equality, if you will—that's right. the progressive term—to almost gender neutrality, in other yes, words, right? it almost as if there are none of those differences, right. Pastor right. Tony, that exactly. you just mentioned, and that's ridiculous. That—that mm-hmm. that yes. denies the facts. It denies the biology. It denies right. the physical. You know,
3: that's that whole inclusiveness proof. of it. Exactly. But, but notice how they want the all-inclusiveness mm-hmm. of it, but they want—and they want equalness in every way. But we're not. And all of a sudden, society has moved, and we'll just take the, the gauntlet there at 70s, and we see how it became watered down in terms of the morals, the ethics, and all that. And society and the indoctrination from the universities in Hollywood pushed this liberalness, this, this amorality completely, mm-hmm. an immorality, and now they want help. Mm-hmm. It's a contradiction in yeah. itself. Exactly. But that's
2: that's the defeat that yeah. they're not declaring. Yeah. That all of that feminism, all of that equality has failed desperately just by the, the proof of what we're seeing Absolutely. in the media. Absolutely. And no one's talking about that. Yes. What they're talking about in order to fix it is let's put more women into yeah. those yeah. positions. Yeah. More women into well, those positions. Well, now
3: it's vengeance. Mm-hmm. It's not justice. Whoever would attack anybody sexually, male or female, they should be prosecuted. Mm -hmm. That's justice. Amen. Mm -hmm. What's going on now is not justice. They're vigilante. Mm -hmm. They just want to straight across the board. Our constitution says that we are presumed innocent until we're proven Mm -hmm. guilty. Well, it still says that, but that's not what's being practiced in America. No. Mm in the public it's you're you're guilty by association you're guilty by what somebody said one person says it that's it mm-hmm. all right it destroyed lives professions everything else uh-huh. and so the power has been given to those who understand this progressive deterioration and it has fueled it through the Wanting a vengeance through those who have been victimized. Mm-hmm. And that's a bad combination. <laughs>
1: yeah. Now we have to think that a lot of women enter into the workplace without a real clear perspective of the vulnerability of their their position. And that's a, that's a tragic thing yeah. for them. Because they're not really, it's not their responsibility. It's not their, they haven't created this situation. They're just victims. Yeah. yeah. And women are victimized all over the world, yeah. we have to say. Yeah. Yes. You know, exactly. in terrible ways.
3: That's why God put Adam as the head of the home. That's right, exactly. That's why... man. You go back to the Victorian period. A, a, a girl would not go out on a date or anything unless they had their chaperone. Mm-hmm. Exactly,
2: yeah. Well, you go back That's to simple. the Bible. Women simple. weren't... Advised to go out into the fields alone. That's right. You know, you you could do with chaperone, or yeah. are escorted. I mean, God put boundaries That's there right. for a reason. Because mm-hmm. men
3: and women are both fallen. Men are aggressive, and they're uh, they're the initiators. And a woman is weaker, and she responds. Mm-hmm. Now, the Bible says that the woman's the weaker vessel. So automatically, people when men say, "Well, yeah," and I'm the strongest, of so No. My wife is the weaker vessel, and I am the weak vessel. As a Christian, I understand this. The worldly mind says the woman is the weaker vessel; I'm the stronger vessel. Mm-hmm. That's totally wrong, yeah. Yeah. because the idea there is still I'm going to control, I'm
4: going dominate, right? Dominance. Dominance. Like, yeah, right? Yeah.
3: So, if you look at the biblical aspect, the the headship is for protection, for loving, for caring, for for providing, and the woman, in response has her love is towards her husband, her children, her home, giving everything above herself, trusting this man to that every decision he's gonna make, everything he's gonna do, is gonna be for the best for her and her children. That's what it used to be. Amen. That's what God intends.
1: Amen. And a lot of the destruction of our of the whole moral fabric of our world, I mean we see it day by day, coming out of higher education. That, it, that the agenda is being pushed. That's the
3: well of poison. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The uh, the Trojan horse to America has been public school and university education.
1: And the family suffers. Yeah. Absolutely. The family, you know, uh, I've heard it said before that whoever you spend the majority of your time with, that becomes your family. It does. Yeah. You. And unfortunately, the family in the Western world has been, uh, it's it's no longer relevant. Yeah.
3: You become just like them.
4: I think it still goes back to just the, the morals and the fibers that you're brought up on. Mm-hmm. Your parents instill that in you. And I just remember my mom being so clear about, be careful who you're with. Be careful how you carry yourself. Bad you company know, corrupts, you know, corrupts, it corrupts good corrupts too. <laughs> yeah. And That's just, what the scripture the women, says. Like you talked about, the women in the workplace, did they realize when they're coming in at 17 years old or 20 years old into this workplace with all of these men what they're getting themselves into. And if they haven't been instilled in them to make sure that you're dressed appropriately, you carry yourself appropriately, don't enter into those jokes that are going on in yeah. the workplace, all those things could corrupt you.
3: But but notice how subtle it came. This can never happen unless a culture or a society or a family or an individual gets rid of God. On mm-hmm. 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 all of those you levels. Know, yeah. You cannot... you. As long as you believe in God in some way, then you have to believe in the devil. Good and evil. Yes. Okay? Dualism. But when you can get rid of God individually, family, or nation, now Satan, the devil, disappears. So these are just myths. They're just stories. We live in this real world. You are the captain of your ship. You control. There's nothing wrong with this. And you just, you know, just deep, dig down deep. And you can do, what's today? I can do do anything. It's confidence in self. There's such arrogance. Confidence is good in abilities and all that. We don't put a blame on that. But overconfidence, which is self-deception, like today's going on, is because you remove God completely from yourself, from society. And so now you become your own God. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. direct your own ship. It's, it's pretty destructive.
1: And I'm sure, ladies, through your years in professional life, you saw the lives of people destroyed mm. because they made bad decisions. Because they were in that situation where the choice was...
3: In their hands. Yeah. All you have to look is the number of divorces oh, yeah. from that point here.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. we
3: even got no-fault divorce. You don't have to say adultery. If you go to court before a judge, you say, Well, my wife and my husband committed adultery. The, the, so judge, what? the judge would say, So what's your point? It, it's not even grounds for, mm-hmm. because we are an amoral society. Amen. Though our money still mm-hmm. says in God we trust, that's hypocrisy and that's a lie.
1: So I have a question for you, Pastor Xavier. We're living in this, this, uh, in this culture and the condition we're in. We're suffering the consequences of the moral decline. Are people becoming frustrated with that situation? Do you think there's an element in culture where people are going to rise up and cry out for the return of some kind of moral guideline? I
3: don't see it. It's only God's grace that'll happen. See, I, I, my, God saves people.
1: My thought is that when we arrive at that place... That people are really going to look to, for instance, Islam, to provide the moral structure. Of course. That they want.
3: Which will be a greater deception. Yes. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah,
2: but That will be yeah. a hard swing of the people. Oh, yeah. Of oh, yeah. 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 yeah it will. Now,
3: th- there are times when a society will can correct itself and have corrected itself when they see the blight of it. But I don't know if that will happen to our culture. Knowing the Bible, where we're at with the state of Israel, the world, Mm -hmm. and the coming of the Antichrist and all that, um, we see how close we are. There's really nothing left prophetically for the Lord to come back for His church. The nation of Israel has been a nation since 1948. They're going to uh, celebrate their 70th year celebration. This year. Yes. So, you know... Uh, I mean, no one knows the day or the hour, but that was a key thing. And so, uh, I I don't see that. Uh, Individually, God's Spirit will be dealing with people. They will be born again. They'll call on His name. And they'll get their lives to run like all of our lives did. Amen. And then we get lined up with God's design, God's purpose, God's goal. And we make a difference in other people's lives and our families and our friends. But it's the exception, not the majority. Amen. It's the exception that are going to turn to God, not the majority. Eight people got in the boat. The rest of the world was killed, judged by God. It's real simple.
1: You know, at the beginning of our broadcast today, we talked about the changes that we see and how every,
2: just about
1: every day, you hear some new
2: Me too, terrible thing.
1: Some new terrible consequence new that's come thing. to pass. You know, and, and um, you listen to uh, their new accusations against sexual harassment for some famous person or another, you know, and and certainly, I mean, there are hundreds. The list has gone on to the hundreds of people who are being publicly, uh, you know, ostracized because of their conduct in some Way or another, back in the 70s or back in the 80s or 30 years ago, this person mistreated me, and we had this situation. And I'm somewhere out there. I'm sure there are innocent people being of course. being of accused.
3: Course, yeah. This is a, this is a a spiritual problem.
1: Amen. Yes,
3: this is a spiritual problem, and the intent of those within our nation is to destroy and implode. Our nation. For
1: their own personal benefit. For their own
3: personal benefit, but I don't see how that can be. But they don't want America to have the authority, the power, and the freedom that it has. The whole world is jealous. The God of this world is Satan. He's behind. He deceives the nation, the scripture says so we know where it's coming from. The world is blind to this and they just think it's a matter of man, you know, pulling up his socks and doing it.
1: And, but it really is, I mean, this issue and women in the workplace and the changing r- gender roles, and that, that's become the new watchword, you know. Uh, Thirty years ago, we wanted, the progressive movement wanted us to be conciliatory towards homosexuality. That's no longer an issue. Now, now we're talking about gender roles, and really it's not the changing gender roles. It is the elimination mm-hmm. of all gender consideration. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. the target. Absolutely. That's really where Here they're Here in going.
3: California, we voted twice against homosexual marriage. Mm-hmm. Twice, those in authority ignored our vote and reversed that.
1: They decided it was non-constitutional.
3: That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Okay. The people are done. Yeah,
1: it is a, It's a fascinating thing. And But what we're really watching, folks, is the ship is sinking. the ship is seen because there are powerful consequences you know as God is in heaven as he judged the the seven nations in the land of Canaan as the children of Israel came in he did it for their moral perspective and their conduct and we're seeing that played out
3: yeah and some of you out there right now you might be uh, uh, thinking this pretty depressing program (laughs) but you know we tell you the truth what's going on But the hope is in Jesus Christ. The observations we make are going on. They're real. You may see them from a different perspective in the world, wherever you live. But you understand the evilness of man. Uh, You have to live with yourself. You know your own heart to an extent. And um, none of us are good. We're good for nothing. Uh, We do have a potential for good because we're creating the image and likeness of God. But our bent is towards evil. And so the only hope for myself, for you, a nation, anybody... Is that they would turn their life to Jesus Christ So He can change their heart That you repent of your sins Recognizing that Jesus Christ Is God who became man uh, He answered the prayer of Isaiah all oh, that He would rent the heavens and come down And 700 years later Jesus came down John the Baptist's cousin says Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world Now either you're going to stand before God And give an account for everything you ever did And you will not survive the judgment and you will be cast into the eternal fires of hell and the Gehenna forever and ever. Not because God hates you. It's because you hate God. You refuse to agree with Him. You reject God. God has not rejected you. He sent His Son to die for you. And if you will believe that He has paid the price for your sin, that you can call on His name and be saved. But if you are so dead set in your own goodness and your own abilities and that this is just nonsense, then... God says you have all the right to go to hell, but you really don't have to. But he'll, he'll let you go with a broken heart, even as a father who tries to turn his wayward son, and he will not, and he sees his son destroy himself. The father does not rejoice. He weeps. There's nothing he can do because he cannot force his son to turn. And God will not force you, but he will do everything he can that you might give your heart to him and so we encourage you to turn to jesus christ call on his name he will forgive you he will make you whiter than snow he will cast your sins as far as he says the west burying in the deepest ocean put them behind his back and he will never mention them again he's the only one that can do that amen no one else
1: and folks if you're out there in the listening audience and you want to ask christ to forgive you for your sins we encourage you to Get on your knees and pray to the Lord and ask him to forgive you and begin reading the scripture, begin reading the gospel of John and pray before you read, ask the Lord to speak to you and he will minister to your heart and begin leading your life and his purpose and his plan, which has always existed for you, the love that he has for you, because he's the only one that can change the life of a person the way that he has intended to and this has been God's plan throughout the ages. Ladies, when you began working in the in uh, the world as you did back in the 1970s, were you believers in Christ at that time?
4: I wasn't. I was, but I didn't understand. Uh-huh. I had. Met the Lord when I was probably 14, 15, but I
2: didn't understand. I didn't have a Bible teaching church mm-hmm. as we have now. Mm-hmm. And I had been raised in the church, but the practical application of those things were very sure. stark. Now, when <laughs> you
1: became a believer, Donna, did that dramatically change your situation in that place? Absolutely. You found out there were other Christians there as well.
2: I found out that there were other Christians there. I found out how to set boundaries around my walk, you know, mm-hmm. with the Lord within that workplace and um, you know, and people responded to it. It was it's amazing. They they never said, you know, well, I remember when you were such and such mm-hmm. and such and such, right. you know. What happened to you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: wonderful thing is, you know, what Satan intended for evil, God can yes. use for good. Yes, he can. Yes, he can. <laughs> And
4: in the workplace, it was such a wonderful opportunity to have people that would pray with you mm-hmm. and pray for you. That was the great thing about... Well, it's an outreach. field. It's a field of outreach. It's a wonderful field of outreach. Field of outreach. And
2: I had an office with a door on it. And so my team always knew that it was open for them to come in and pray, for me to pray with them if they wanted to. You know, I offered it because, you know, and Roberta and I talk about this, the, we, we have to watch like two, three hour videos yeah. and training classes about how not to create a hostile workplace yes. by introducing things like God and religion and things yeah. like that. Into the workplace. Yes. And, wow. And you had to be
4: very careful not to say it, you know, unless you knew this person was a Christian and they accepted it. Right. Because, you know, you would be yeah. all over yeah. the yeah. carpet. Yeah. There's the hot somebody hot looking high. for your job. Exactly. Yes. Big yeah. Brother's watching. You. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Wow. Amazing, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, how far we have fallen mm-hmm. from, 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 from you know, the, the care and the love and the compassion and encouragement. That the Lord intends for us to offer to other people, and uh, you know we live in an environment that makes that well, that's against the rules. You can't yeah. do that. Mm-hmm. You can't really help people right. the way that they need. It's a they very
3: are. hostile society and world against God. Yes. Anything having to do with God, it's hostile. Yeah. Absolutely. There's no room for God at all.
1: We were before the broadcast just talking about our brother, John Bustos, who's out there and on the street in Old Town, Pasadena, playing his guitar and handing out Bibles for free and uh, talking to people about the Lord. And this, what a service he offers. You know, when we talked to the city of, of Pasadena, where the church is, about the benefit that we intend to offer. the They just don't get it. No, nope. they don't understand. And, you know, as far as, later, as they're concerned, we're a drain on the community. Yeah.
3: And sooner or later, they'll stop things like this. Yeah. If we're here long yeah. enough, it will come to a halt if our nation continues the way it is.
0: know.
1: Unfortunately. Yeah. We're really grateful. You know, the, the city, which at one point in time, the city of Pasadena was very religious. I mean, they don't yeah. hold their annual rose parade on Sundays because churches need to operate and yes. make an exception for that. They allow us to go into public parks and to do uh, Easter morning mm-hmm. services in a public place. But again, as you said, Pastor Xavier, we are looking toward the day of them eliminating those issues and making it not possible because that's the movement of our society. It's worse worse than sad. It's tragic because people's lives are changed. I mean, we have testimonies of people who accepted, just stumbled onto our uh, Mm. Easter morning service and gave their lives to Christ. You see whole families changed and rejuvenated and and you see growth and a blessing to the children and the the whole city receives the benefit from that but unfortunately people don't see it it's all about me it's all about my benefit and my Mm -hmm. personal and and how much, you know, what are we talking about here in dollars and cents and it doesn't translate God is so good to us every day we're so grateful to have you ladies here with us today thank you for taking the time and coming out uh, thank you ladies Pray the Lord just continue to bless you in your uh, ministries. We understand you're both going to the youth ministry retreat
2: yes,
0: this yes, weekend we to,
1: to bless those and we'll keep. Please, uh, if you're listening, uh, keep us in prayer, and Lord bless you and remember to keep it simple.
0: We'll pray for snow. You've been listening to "Keep It Simple" with your host, Pastor Xavier Reese, on Simple Truths Radio. We hope today's broadcast has informed encouraged and challenged you in your own personal walk with Christ for more information regarding Simple Truths Radio Ministries or Calvary Chapel Pasadena please visit calvarychapelpasadena.com we hope you'll be back for our next discussion and may God richly bless your day